So we thank God. Even my mother, you know, I thank God for her because she, she spoke several times with the wisdom that she had. So we, we thank God all for you all. We continue on praying for the CEO over this this ministry, Mr. Carl Garrison. We've been praying and interceding for him, uh, uh, for his speedy recovery. And we thank God. And we thank God for our mentor, uh, Minister Christine Locke, and I thank God for her uh, still in our corner, still helping us to be able to try offer to this new transition. We're so grateful for her taking the time out to help us uh, as well. So we're so grateful for her because she had her on radio show um, a message for a whole every Thursday at night. I mean, every Tuesday night at nine. And now she's going to be hosting our, our radio show. I, I'm going to let her uh, send us the name of our radio show because uh, I don't want to say the wrong name. So before the broadcast ends tonight, we will let you all know all uh, what God's going to open greater doors for her as well. Well, we can go on and pray. Amen. So we're going to pray and go uh, so we could go into the word. Father God, we just want to bless your holy name. And God, we are so grateful because you use our everything, God. And Father God, without you, we are nothing, God. We are so grateful that we can lean and depend on you, God. Father God, we just reverence you. We love on you, Daddy, God. Use our chief cornerstone. Use our bread of life, God. And Father God, we thank God. Use our beginning, our end, God. Father God, we are so grateful that, that we could stand in you, God. We could declare the gospel, God. And Father God, bless your people tonight, God. Father God, anything not, not of you, God, we ask you to take it away. Uh, uh, right now, God, we ask you to create in us a clean heart, renew us a right spirit within us, purge away his and God. We are just willing vessels for you to, to speak the order of God. And Father God, we just thank God that we, we, we die to flesh as we come teaching this word tonight. And God, we ask blessing marriage couples. God, we lifting up couples all around the world in our community, in our family, in our job, God, on our street corner, God, we pray for oneness, we pray for communication, we pray for the love, God, we can the love back, God, but God, we bind with the spirit of divorce, God, people just throwing in the tower for any kind of reason, God, we bind up the enemy, because the word of God, so when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a Santa, God, but God, bless couples, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we lift up single women and men, even the one that desire to be married, God. But we're going to let their boy ass come forward and find their bride. And, God, we thank God. God, we lift them up. God, it might be a widow desire to get married again, God. God, we will thank God for marriage. God, marriage, you, you honor, honor marriage. And, God, we thank God. We bind them in every fornication, every adultery, God, in marriage. God, we rebuke that in the name of Jesus. God, we thank God for oneness in marriage, God. That relationship be more kinder, God. We thank God for the fire in in, in a marriage, God. Bring the love back, God, the, the caress, God, all of that good stuff, God. Because you say a marriage couple of bed is under fire. In the name of Jesus, God. Restore marriage, God. Refresh marriage, God. In the name of Jesus. And, God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. We are so grateful for couples tonight. Couple just get ready, and the, and we bind up the enemy in the name of Jesus. I, I'm going to come back and do that. Uh, the uh, master baby probably sometime next month of August. Amen. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, and Miss Christina Lockett, our mentor, mm-hmm. Minister Christina Lockett, her show is is coming in July. 
Amen. To Raise the Praise 100 radio station uh, in Houston, Texas. Praise God. So I know that's going to be a powerful show. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, tonight we are talking about understanding the covenant relationship. Yes. But first we're going to let uh, Co-Pastor Adelia tell, tell you about the Aquila and Priscilla couple ministry. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Thank God tonight. Uh, we are so grateful tonight for the uh, marriage ministry. Uh, we stand on the word of uh, Proverbs 18 and 22. That who had, he had found, he who find a wife find a good thing and obtain favor in, for the Lord. And we thank God for our marriage couple ministry tonight, God, because it's, uh, we, we, we do have a, a, a Facebook group page with a quilt and facility couple ministry. And we thank God for this ministry. It's really been enhanced. A lot of couples we have, we have uh counseling and we thank God for this ministry to help the couples to, to be able to, to keep God in their marriage, to even the relationship, even to enhance the strength and relationship with each other, even most of it with God. And so they can have a successful marriage and relationship in a, so they can be able to learn, how to sustain in a marriage in a biblical way, because God has to be in the marriage to be able to keep their marriage, to be able to uh, know that God honor marriage and all. And I was one of our scripture too. First Corinthians, I just love this. I just love this scripture, thirteen four and eight. Love is kind and patient, not jealous, not boastful of pride or rude. Love is not selfish, y'all. It's not quick temper. That's not love. If it be in a relationship with that, that's not no kind of a love, no kind of gothic love, no kind of love that you could give your spouse. You know, be jealous, both for pride, rude, arrogant, selfish, and quick temper. And and uh, love, you got to rejoice in truth and not in evil. Love always supported and loyalty and hopeful and trusting. And love never fails. And I'm I'm gonna stop right here. And so. That's what we should have in a marriage, you know, most of all, God, in a threefold call, not either the broken. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Tonight we are talking about understanding covenant relationship. And the scripture we're going to use is Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. And it says, when you make a vow to God, do not delay to fulfill it. He has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vow. It is better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it. So tonight, we want you to call Instagram, uh, uh, face place, or inbox your family and friends. And invite them to tune in to the Shop for Victory radio show tonight here on Survival Radio Christian Network. And let them know that they will be on live radio. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Now, tonight, we are talking about understanding the covenant relationship. Hallelujah. Now, in the... In the last decades, you know, attitudes towards marriage commitments 
and even towards making wedding vows, have become very complacent. See, because a lot of couples now, they have gotten very complacent. See, because some of us have become self-centered with the intent on on for pursuing personal pleasures. See, people just want to do their own thing and enjoy their own little personal pleasure. Praise God. But in a marriage, you know, you, you can't pursue your own personal pleasure. See, because right now, see, we, we are bombarded, you know, by Satan lies, which exalts the idea of of uh, of individual rights, you know, that we should just do whatever pleases us and, and meet our personal needs. See, we we can't do what pleases us and just and just just for our own personal needs. We can't do that. We got to because we because we we are married now and we can't really do that. But though we may have been unaware of it, you know, at the time that we married, see, but God says we give up our own rights to our own feelings when we marry. Did you hear that? God says we give up our rights. We give up our rights to our own feelings when we marry. Praise God. Because Scripture tells us that God sees marriage as a covenant which he ordained. God sees marriage as a covenant which he ordained that's with him and with each other. Hallelujah. And he is committed to seeing that that, that marriage is kept and he's, that, that you keep your vows because this is this is the kind of love that God demands in, in, in marriage. Praise God. But we're going to talk about Jacob and his wives and Leah and Rachel. That is a good story for uh, to talk about because this is a covenant relationship between Jacob and his two wives. Praise God. Amen. Uh, Jacob, two wives. You know his wife. One of his wives was Leah, and there was two sisters. And you can find that in Genesis twenty-nine, uh, verse thirty-one, chapter thirty-five, verse sixteen through nineteen, and chapter forty-nine. It's a, it's an awesome story about uh. Leah and Rachel and Jacob, and we uh, you know Jacob was tricked. You know he was tricking uh, uh back there with his uh brother, and he also got tricked in this time because Jacob simply could not believe that he had been tricked. For for several long years, he had worked it for his uncle Leah Laban Laban Laban, Laban in order to have. To order to have his uncle daughter for a bride, 
Because see, when 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 uh, Jacob met Rachel, he fell in love. He cried out. You know, he he fell in love right then and there when he saw her. He he, he didn't even know about no sister or anything. But he he fell in love with Rachel at first sight, and then we could see that in Genesis uh, 29. Uh, I'm not going to read, but that's why I give y'all the scripture for the sake of time. Uh, it, it's a powerful love story, uh, y'all, and and it's like they say is is most like uh, feeling, you know, like Fray would say, most like feeling uh, in this love story. And and even when uh when when Jacob when Jacob kissed Rachel, he lifts up his eyes. That's in uh, chapter 29 and verse 11. Uh, when he met Rachel, he kissed her, and he lift up his uh, he kissed her and he lift up his voice and wept. And right then and there, he fell in love. I, I'm pretty sure he did. And then we know we trying to. I'm gonna try to you know back some of this story. You know, the, when the morning came, you know. He 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 wants to marry Rachel, but Leah was the first one. Rachel was the youngest sister, and before before he married, uh, huh? oh yeah, late oh yeah, phrase it later, late later, the dad had really deceived him because he what like I said, not what goes around goes around come around with your reaper your soul because see Jacob had deceived his brother, uh, uh Esau. And uh, and then come around, his uncle had deceived him too with the two sisters. Cause see, at that time, that when they got married, he barely, he, he you know, it, it was like he wanted married to Rachel, but when they came down, he didn't, he didn't even marry Rachel. He wound up marrying the sister. And then even if they when the when the when the new date dawned, you know, um. Uh, that he know, cause see, when they get married, they be like in a tent, and then when they get married, that they all have to be like a a, a virgin before they get married. But see what happened when he did got up that morning because she she had a veil. The scripture said, "I'm not gonna get in, but I give y'all the scripture." Uh, but when he did woke up the next morning, he realized that it wasn't Rachel; it was Leah. It was a sister, and that's how you wind up. He was deceived. And I'm pretty sure that he, you know, on that, uh, it's what, you know, when you get married, you'd be all happy, all excited. So I, I was trying to figure why, how that he didn't realize that that was, uh, it wasn't Rachel. But I'm pretty sure he cried out for Rachel. He cried out and he found out that it wasn't Rachel that he wound up married. So they say that you must find her first. You know, you must, you, you, you really have to, when, when, see, he found Rachel, but he couldn't marry Rachel because she was the youngest. And so those customs in those times, they always have like the the oldest one. Y'all remember on Color Purple when when Mister wanted uh Nelly, he really wanted to marry Nelly, but but uh Nelly's daddy said I can't think of his name. He said no, you can't marry Nelly. You got to marry Celia because Celia was the oldest. Then he said she was far. But see, it was custom that the first one to go. And I and I love that story because that's see he didn't know he was deceived. But see, he wound up marrying Leah's Rachel. Leah was his wife and not Rachel. And we know the story because even when he uh, talked to the uh, to the dad, when he finally was deceived, and they gave him the oldest daughter to marry first. And Jacob had taken the, Jacob had took the, the uh, his, his vows very seriously because he vowed with Leah. And he, he had to, 
married Leah. I mean, he had to be faithful to her because that was his wife. He was committed to her. That was the vow he taken when he got married. So he thought he was married to Rachel. But still and all, he married the wrong one. But guess what? He still had to keep those wedding vows. He still had to keep them because even when he wanted to marry uh, Rachel, but uh, Rachel's daddy told him that he had to work in the, in the field for seven years, for seven years before he married Rachel. And guess what? He loved Rachel so much. And that's in Genesis 29 and 30. And that's what he did because he agreed with uh, Jacob, agreed with the dad to go ahead and uh, to keep their vow to work for those seven years. So right then and there, that Leah, Leah loved the Jacob. But see, Jacob didn't really love Leah because his heart was on Rachel. That's who he loved. But Leah had loved him. And we're going to be talking about the covenant. And that, that's a good story, Jacob and his two wives, Leah and Rachel. Amen. Praise God. Now, we're going to talk, talk about the, the covenant versus emotions. The covenant versus the emotions. Now, if feelings were the basis for, 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 for a marriage, then Jacob and Leah, they had no future at all. They had no future at all because all of Jacob's romantic emotions, they were for Rachel. They was not for Leah. They was for Rachel. But yet, he knew that he had consummated the marriage with Leah because, you know, because he had and he was bound in a covenant relationship with her. Uh He, He was bound in that relationship. And he knew that he must keep that covenant in the fear of of in the fear of God. Amen. He had to keep that because he knew that a covenant was serious business. He knew that a covenant was serious business. But no, but Leah, she longed for Jacob to love her. Yes, yeah, I mean, she longed for him to love her, but she never received it though. She never received it because Jacob didn't love her. Jacob loved her sister. So she had to learn, you know, instead to just look to the Lord for fulfilling, for fulfillment, you know. She had to look to the Lord as she committed herself to Jacob. Because we can see her just yearning in Genesis 29. But because she was yearning, because you could tell by through the names that she gave her children that that, that that she bore for uh, Jacob. Yeah. Okay, so her first, her first son in Genesis twenty nine thirty two, Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called him Reuben. For he, for she said, surely the Lord has looked upon my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. And, you know, that's how, that's how some of the women today, you know, uh, you know, some of them think that, you know, you got to be married because some of them going, the single women going trying to get a baby from, uh, you know, for them to keep a man and all of that. But Eva, Eva, this situation was a marriage. And so she knew that she was the first one to conceive a son and she conceived more, I think like five sons and a daughter. But, she just knew when she had that baby that 
he wouldn't even worry about raising. He wouldn't even want, you know, his his love. Because, you know, when when you have a baby, that, that baby brings uh, harmony. It brings love to a husband and wife, you know, and especially that was the firstborn. And that was Jacob's firstborn, Reuben. And so right then and there, that's why she named him Reuben, because she said, surely the Lord has looked upon my affliction. And now, therefore, my husband, my husband will love me. And see, that's what that's what she longed for, because she knew that Jacob did not love her. She knew it was trick, but she loved him. And I, and I pretty sure she had her chest stuck out and everything. Then she got pregnant and had the baby, but that was a different story. Aaliyah and Rachel, Jacob and Leah and Rachel, uh, this story we're talking about. The covenant and right versus the emotion. Yes, praise God. Understand. I want to say understanding. Understanding the covenant, the covenant relationship. relationship. Praise God, because now God had gave them six sons and one daughter. Uh-huh. Praise God, because God had later used one of the sons as the leader of of uh, half the tribes of well half of the twelve tribes. Mm-hmm. Of Israel. Now, on the other hand, it appears that, that the relationship between Jacob and Rachel, Rachel, it, it was just based on emotions, because she was trying to just, she was trying to get her husband to love her, but he didn't love her. He loved her sister. So that relationship was based on just e- emotions. It was totally emotions. Relationship. Jacob and Rachel. Yeah, right. Their relationship was just based on emotions, which today we have some people that get married. Their relationship is just based on emotions because they don't put God in it first. Mm-hmm. It'd be lust or it'd be for money yeah. or, 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 or it'd be for some other reason. And, you know, some people just let the emotions take control. Well, some couples they let the they 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 let the emotions take control, and instead of God leading you, yeah. your emotions lead you. What Tina trying to say with the love got to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, praise God, praise God. But you can't let your emotions lead your marriage. Yeah, that that's yeah. a wrong that's a wrong signal, wrong sign. Because when the hard days come and everything come death. When everything fly up, you know, you feel like, you know, I don't, I don't love you, you know. And some people, you know, that's how they could say that they fall out of love. Because I, I believe that they never was in love in the beginning. Because the first thing, sometimes when we counsel the couples, you know, it's the first thing you, when you counsel the couple, the first thing you ask is, do you love each other? So they get the wonder and stumbling everything, and there's no love, no way in it, you know. You could tell a couple the emotion, you know, their the face is, is pressure. You know the the joy in the eye and the voice. You know with with commitment, love. You know that 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 strong love for one for another. And some, like you say, some people, some people, couple. I'm putting like their couples get married for the wrong reason. They get married because they got a, you know, the the man got a good job or got money, but you know, and and all of that well built. But the Bible said for better the worse, and for richer and poor, and sickness and health. So so all all those. The Bible, all, all, all of those vows will come to pass. So, so what you gonna do with it? You know, that's that's when you really see the real relationship. 
That's what we talked about, understanding the covenant in relationship, because it is a covenant, because you don't just go and break the covenant in uh in a relationship. And I'm a uh, read. Uh, I'm I'm a read uh too, because because even what is the consequence of breaking a relationship? That's in Isaiah the chapter twenty four and verse one through six. Because God said you're gonna read and they say if that's not the make of you're not gonna keep it. Because they, we we all have to remember this when we all get married. We don't just make a covenant with each other. We make a covenant on the on the God on the mighty hand of God because that's when the three four come in. We're not gonna teach that tonight, but that's when you make a covenant with God because He has to be in it, you know. And sometimes couples get married without Christ. But later on, they, they 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 find Christ, you know, they receive Christ in their life in in a minute. Cause you know we don't talk to a lot of couples when they got married, they didn't know nothing of God, they know of God, but now they they're on fire for the Lord, and that and that's a good thing. Praise God. But l- l- let me just back up for a minute, cause I when I said um, the relationship between Jacob and Rachel, it was based on emotions. See now. If you go back and read the story, you see Jacob had to wait seven more years for Rachel. Right, right, yeah. So now he's with Rachel. Uh-huh. And their relationship is just totally based on emotions. Because we can read that story several times about Jacob loved Rachel, but we never read that she loved him. Right. It don't say that in that story that that Rachel loved Jacob. Mm. No, but but we do see that other emotions rule their relationship. Because in in Genesis thirty and, and one, it tells us that Rachel she was jealous of Leah for bearing children when she could not. Mm-hmm. She couldn't bear no children, so she became angry and with she became angry with Jacob, and she lashed out at him. No, give me children or I'll die. You know, and then it, then God later gave her a son. You know, her ungrateful response was, "May the Lord add me add, add to me another son." Mm-hmm. Instead of her thanking God for that son, she gave him an ungrateful response and just say, "May the Lord add to me another son." See, but when Jacob decided to to, to move his family back to his homeland. See, Rachel took her father's idols and making and making her uh, trust in, in Jacob's God questionable. Because Jacob, he he trusted in God. He really trusted in God. But Rachel, she died after the birth of her second son. She died after the birth of her second son, you know. Because God God would not even allow her to enter into the land of promise, you know, where he was just raising up Jacob to be a leader. You know. Praise God. Amen. To God be the glory. We're talking about understanding the uh the relationship, the covenant relationship in a marriage. Because even like you said that uh Rachel in in, in that time Rachel um even with later on when she wound up marrying Jacob, like you say, that she wound up having two sons and everything. But Rachel was really jealous over Leah because Leah was having a baby. She was having more babies 
and and uh and and you know it, it was a jealousy came between the two sisters, and then not even on that. Jacob Lil had Lil had a concubine. She had a, a handmaid, and the handmaid had babies too. And Rachel had handmaids too. So it was like four women, four four women having all the children from Jacob. So we talking about the the uh the understanding of cover of a relationship uh with God have a marriage covenant because of uh I don't know what you gonna. The, the 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 next thing is talking about the marriage covenant. Okay, so we are talking about the marriage covenant. According to the dictionary, the covenant form uh, is binding agreement. I think you're going to talk about that binding. Yeah, the binding. And, the and, binding and, and the agreement. You see, that's what a covenant is mean about a binding. And Fred is going to share a little bit about that about yeah. the binding and agreement of as a couple of a, a marriage covenant. And that's what it's yeah. all about. It's it's not separate. Because when we join together, that's binding. You know, even when we, you know, even when we go to the altar, or even when, wherever you get married, you want to lock on. You know, that's that started the binding. Then, you know, we 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 be unclean from our fathers, give us away, and then before you know, they'll give us to to the husband, and then the husband gonna grab our arm. That's starting to bind it. Then, even when we got ready to depart from the uh from the church, you know, we don't walk ahead. We don't walk to the back. It's, it's like a connection because everybody gonna you know, the husband and wife they all they wanna lock on so so that's a binding because guess what we had just made that covenant before God and and even with that you know we, we don't you know we show God that we appreciate the covenant with Him as well even with our spouse and sometimes someone when you get home it be a show they'll cover they'll be a binding together in the world I mean out there and then to get at home be a different story but that's the love should both should go on and on. Praise God. Praise God. Well, my wife, she, she just explained what the binding was, you know, because when you in a, in a, in a, a binding agreement, you know, in the biblical terms, you know, a binding agreement is between God and you and your spouse that you're marrying. That that that's the binding agreement when you get married. That agreement is between God, you, and your spouse. You know, because God He makes promises to His people, and God usually requires a certain conduct from them. Mm-hmm. He usually requires a certain conduct from them. That's why when you go back to Ecclesiastes in that scripture, when it says it's better not to make a vow. Than you not to make one and not fulfill it. Yeah, the Ecclesiastes five. Ecclesiastes yeah. five, yes. Yeah. Ecclesiastes four and five. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So it's it's better not to make a vow, and then you don't keep that vow, because God Him you know He 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 act, He He requires you to act a certain way. Whenever you make that vow, because that vow is between you Him. And, and your spouse. Amen. Because even the word of God tells us that what covenant did God make with Noah? You know, what covenant did God make with Abraham? What covenant did God make with David? And what covenant did Jesus make with us? And you can find that in First Corinthians uh, uh, 11, or chapter 11. That means breaking the bread off of yeah. communion. That's one of the covenants that Jesus uh, made with us. In First Corinthians chapter eleven, 
the verse 24 and 28, that's meaning about when you came to communion. You know, he said, do this in remember of him. Even Hebrews 9, chapter 9, verse 11 to 22. And that's what God, uh, those were covenants. See, God made covenant with those people in the Bible, even when we make our covenant with, with God as our vow, because even the covenant that we make, he said, tell death do us part. Uh, that's the covenant that we uh, have to when we get married, you know, unless some people go through abuse relationship. But we have to understand the covenant because we're going to go through time. We're going to go through, you know, everything will be peaches and cream. We're going to have our ups and downs. But we got to remember that we made a covenant before God. Once you understand the covenant, the relationship, See, once we have a relationship with God, we could be able to make it through through the power of God through our marriage. That's why it's so important that a marriage have God in a marriage is like a three four card, not easily broken. Because when we go through it, we could go through it together. We could go through it with the Word of God. Because when you when you don't have God in your marriage, you know when you go through situations. That's why a lot of marriage is falling apart today. When when the water when the high water come in, they're ready to throw in the tower to give up. You know they don't go uh, consult God by their marriage. Some of even worry about going marriage counseling. They just they just give up, and you wonder then if that was emotion love or just or that was real love because real love going go to be thick and thin. You want to stick together no matter what, you know. And, and that's when you understand your covenant, not just on it between your husband and wife. We made a covenant before God, and those are vows we take before the Lord. That's why the vows so important. You make it before God. That's why, you know, you uh, when you get married, uh, through, through the uh, through the ritual that you go through God, you know, you, you have to have a priest, uh, you know, uh, ordain uh, somebody, what you call those, that give marriage to someone go to just a peace. Those, uh, I'm trying to think what they are. Uh, they, they have different people uh, designed to uh, get married because they have to license their to get married. Some of them don't even be the priest, but they they in that state of uh, leadership uh have authority to be able to marry somebody. But even with even with them, they still got to go through the what the Bible say what about marriage. They still got to go through the vow through the ritual as getting married. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now we we're gonna talk about feelings versus faith. That's because. Uh, for a sense of time, because we, we, our time is about to run out, so we're going to move on to feeling versus faith, you know, because it takes, and not feelings, to keep a covenant. It takes faith and not feelings to keep a covenant, because emotions, they fluctuate according to circumstances, you know, within or, or, or around us. Because in Galatians 5 and 16, it says, it says to live and you will not gratify the desire of the sinful nature. Praise God. Now, how do we do this? You know, is this by accepting in faith God's word and not acting according to how we feel? See, because we inherit God's promises through our faith and not our feelings. Praise God. Just, con- just consider this, you know. 
salvation, it, it comes through faith and not feeling. Because Ephesians 2 and 8 says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's a gift of God and not of works, so that no one can boast. Praise God. Because, see, God, he does not ask us to pray or to love according to our feelings. He don't ask us that at all. Because Matthew 5 and 44, it tells us, but I would tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You see, God, he does not judge by his feelings, but by his word. He don't judge by his feelings. He judges by his word. Because in John 12 and 48, it tells us that there is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my word. That very word which I spoke will condemn him at the last day. Praise God. Praise God. Amen to God. Be good. That's good. Um, feeling versus faith. And that's what it's all about. You know, we you know, we got to put our feeling aside and move with the faith of God. Faith of God is his word. Even our marriage, we got to speak of such a thing in our marriage because God is God is a covenant maker God. You know, he wants us to be a covenant keeping people in our relationship with him and our uh in, in a relationship once another in our marriage. And once we once we keep that vow before God in our relationship, our covenant, and that's what God looking for for one in marriage. If if we respond to his love and will for our life through the faith that Fred is talking about and commitment to him and that's all this that's you know and that's what God looking for. And he will see our marriage through since a uh, couple since ago. He will see our marriage through because he had to bond himself to to, to our situation and our marriage through a covenant. He want us to do so. So, so even Jacob's relationship with his two wives, Leah and Rachel, it illustrates that the difference between a couple a covenant relationship and a relationship based on feeling. So that's what we talked about, understanding the covenant relationship because you got to have the love of God. It's, it's don't it don't matter about the feeling because some people, you know, feel so, oh, I feel like I love him or, or I, I, I might feel him or, or he might feel me. It's, it, it's not because it, it's not on based on the solid foundation. It's no covenant. So, you know, we got to understand this thing, you know, you know, when you get married, you, you better know that you know that this, that you're going to make a covenant with God as, as love. It's not about no feeling. That's why a lot of marriage is, I guess, separate today. It is what it is tonight because based on feeling. When they all said, oh, I, I, it, it was just a feeling. You know, I, I just felt that at a moment. No, you can't. You can't get in a relationship with nobody and make a covenant with God, and then on then down a long run, you want to still be a single life. Is that? Oh, oh, I just got caught up in a moment. I just got caught up in a wedding bliss. You know, I just got caught up. Just a, you know, the devil is a liar. How how can you base your your covenant relationship on feeling? Yeah, it's it just like when the wind blows. If you build your house on sink and sand, it's gonna go with the wind. No foundation. The foundation is God, the covenant that you made with God. Because you don't make no covenant 
in your relationship. You got to understand the covenant in our relationship with God and ourselves because my husband and I, we're going to be married. You know, I was a widow. So I couldn't, I couldn't get in this marriage and say, oh, Oh, I decided to marry you because I, I feel so alone and stuff like that. But 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 now I, I don't feel like I, I don't, I, I'm into this thing. You don't know. You know. You know. You, you don't. You don't go in a relationship. You better know that that you know that's your bow ass, and you better know like Evangelist Charlotte always said, a counterfeit coming for the real deal. That's why you have to have the 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 power of God in your life. You have to discern the spirit because the enemy out there crafting and cut it. Because nowhere in the world that I could have married to Fred and know I was a widow and then three or four years down the line, then I I, I want to bail out. Why I bail out? Because it, it was just a feeling, just a moment, and I thought maybe I wanted to, but you know I, I, I was a widow and I and I, I was just feeling lonely and stuff. No, you know I, you 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 can't do that. People actually do that. They don't understand. The, the covenant of relationship. Once you have the covenant relationship with God, you better to understand this marriage vow, the covenant, until death do part. You know, until, because a lot of widows did the, the, the desire to be married. Some of them don't. See, I, see, I, I didn't think I was going to be married, but the covenant I had took before God is still the same. Although I, I, I remarried, I was a widow, but guess what? It's still the covenant of God. It, I, I couldn't get around it. You, know, I can't say, well, you know, the, the love is different. The, all the other stuff is different because I couldn't bring that same relationship. And that's what a lot of people get caught up because they, they're all, their relationship, they, they're trying to bring in a new relationship. And guess it's not going to work because everything is totally different. But the covenant with the relationship with God is still the same. Because the power of God is there. So so we better recognize and know that if you're ready to go forward, don't don't let the people out there entice you to get married because it's people placing that thing because you see the money look good and they got a good house or they got a fine car. That that's not no no covenant. It's not no relationship with God. It's just on feeling and lust and and, and factuality. I I wanna say uh infatuation. I think yeah, uh, that people get married on that. You don't get married based on love of God. So once you have love God in your heart, then you can be able to love uh, as well. Oh, I'm trying going up. Huh? Praise God. Praise God. Yes, because I just wanted to just add to that before we go to the song. That me and my wife, you know, see, we made a covenant between each other. No, we 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 made that covenant, and the good thing about that is that see, see, both of us was in the Lord, Amen. See, and it made it much easier, yes. and we understood what a covenant was. Amen. So once we made that covenant with each other, see, God was already in the midst. Amen. He was already there. So once we got married and said I do, it's like God just put His stamp of approval on it. It was the three four card that tied together then. Yeah, we have our you know, stuff. and it can't be broken. Yes, but you just we, we still have our days, you know, but but we still understand that covenant relationship though. We we, we still understand it because we we have to pray and just keep God in the middle of everything. Yes, yes, because all marriages are not perfect. No. Praise God. 
Africa, but you are listening to the Shop of Victory radio show tonight here on Survivor Radio Christian Network. And we are your hosts, Co-Pastor Frederick, I mean, Pastor Frederick and Co-Pastor Odilia Gordon. So we will be right back with more of understanding the covenant relationship right after this song. We don't know what God is going to do. We just lay by the Holy Spirit. So that's what's going to be Aquila and Priscilla 
married ministry. The theme is to have and to hold from this day forward. So keep us in prayer as God launching us out to continue on mentor couples to be able to marry uh, couples as well. To God be the glory. So we love you all. Father God, I pray tonight that every couple that listen tonight, God, even those that single, those that widow, and God, I pray a prayer of faith tonight, God. Father God, continue keeping the single women and men, God. Father God, until that they be found, God. Father God, I speak to all the boys that already found their wife, God. Father God, I pray that what they're waiting for to go forward. And God, I pray for every couple tonight, God. I bind up uh, uh, confusion. God, I, I speak oneness and marriage, God. Father God, I speak commitment, communication, love, reaching the fire, God. Bring the, bring the uh, sexual healing back in their marriage, God. Father God, uh, uh, touch their master bedroom like never before, God. Father God, bring that communication, God. Father God, bring that caress, that love, that gentle, that touch, God. That that evil, that 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 uh, long for each other, God. I pray that they can look at each other's eyes and, and just feel the love back. And God, I pray for restoration in couple. I pray for healing in couple, God. I pray for a refreshing tonight in couples, God. Father God, I bind up the enemy trying to bring a division, trying to bring a adultery in marriage, God. I bind up the enemy trying to bring divorces. We rebuke Satan in the name of Jesus, God. Father God, you said one put a thousand to flight. Two for 10,000, God. Let them know that they join together, fit to join together, God. But to go, once God put them together, Lord, let no man put them under. And God, I bind up every Jezebel spirit. I bind up every Delilah spirit. I serve notice to every Delilah, Delilah spirit and Jezebel be destroyed. I come against every witchcraft. I come against every witch teacher. God, I bind up every every uh, 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 foolish woman trying to go to these wicked psychic people for somebody else's husband, but the devil's alive. I bind up every voodoo dog, every witches, every candle in the name of Jesus being destroyed through the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Reach in the marriage tonight, God. Father God, we thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name tonight. And amen and amen to God be the glory. And we pray that those that desire to get married, and God, that they will be, they will get married, God. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God. When the, when you say when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing, and not only he finds his bride, his queen, he be he gets the favor from God. And God, that we pray for the Boaz, come out, come out, Boaz, come out, come out, and go and get your bride. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare, and, and I decree and declare that no long or courtship. No long coat and ship, God. And God, they're going to know that they know. Amen. In Jesus' name, to God be the glory. Amen. We are so grateful tonight. We got a few minutes, and we're gonna, we want to say happy anniversary to all the couples uh, that celebrate their marriage in this month. J- the June bride and my sister and uh, my brother-in-law, my twin sister and her husband, their anniversary coming up on the 23rd, 23rd. And they're going to be married, I think, 33 years. I'm not. I'm not mistaken. I'm trying to think. Uh, she might be listening tonight, so I want to say happy anniversary to my twin sister, uh, First Lady Rhea Brown, and her husband Reverend Ryan Brown, uh, Senior. To God be the glory. And all of my nieces had an anniversary the other day, and we want to say a shout out even to Iris Collin. To last year, we did a, a summary on their anniversary. I think it was. Uh, I think thirty something years as well. To God be the glory. Continue on praying for those that. The coronavirus law, and y'all continue on praying for uh, our CEO, Claude Garrison, for his healing. 
and uh, to God be the glory. And uh, don't forget, we, every Wednesday night we have Shout for Victory Bible Study uh, conference called every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We have our sister, Humalita Shower. She teaches every third Wednesday uh, at 8 p.m. We were so powerful last night. And I tell you, God really moved in a miraculous way. To God be the glory. We thank God uh, for what God is doing for Shout for Victory uh, ministry. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. And we just want to thank everybody who have been sowing the seed into the Shop of Victory ministry. Praise God. Because your seed has yet been sown on good ground and because it has been used to be spreading the gospel around the world. And we just want to thank everybody for supporting us and just keep on supporting us, you know, by sending your seed to Shop of Victory, P.O. Box 80102. Lafayette, Louisiana, 70598, or you can send it to our Shout for Victory Cash App, which is all capitalized, dollar sign S-F-V-O-G-T-I. Praise God. And we decree and we declare that God bless everyone back 100-fold in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Shout for Victory Ministries. This Sunday, we will have our church service still via a conference call due to this coronavirus. Praise God. And this Sunday is Father's Day, and I will be giving the word this this Sunday on Father's Day. Praise God. Praise God. So if you have any fathers of, that you know of, just invite them to tune in to uh, Shop for Victory Ministries Church Service. And the number to call is 712 712- Seven seven zero five five zero five, and the code is one four zero one three zero nine two three. Praise God! And every Wednesday night we have Shop of Victory Bible Study. Praise God! Okay, my wife she says she already said that, but okay. And we have Praise prayer God. every morning with uh, Evangelist my Lady Shara Barrel Barrel. We thank God for prayer uh, every uh, morning at six a.m. since the standard time. And all these. We always put the flyer out. When we say the, uh, what's coming up, we do have flyers as well. And we thank God for her. I am her intercessor. I do pray every first, uh, I mean, every Monday morning, every Friday morning as well. We thank God. Y'all, can, uh, the flyers are already out. You can hear her every every day at 3 p.m. And y'all meet us every Saturday morning at 5 a.m. for prayer. All we evangelize by Lady Shara Barrel Barrett. And every third Wednesday, we have Evangelist First Lady Deborah Spann, I tell you, was powerful this morning. We thank God for them as well. And this coming up Saturday, we'll have uh, a prayer connection with my twin sister, Rhea Brown, at 7.30 a.m. this Saturday. And we have the uh, family warfare with Elder Brenda this Saturday coming up at 8.30. The flyer will be out on tomorrow. Praise God. Now, we just we want to thank all our listening audience for just tuning in to the Shout for Victory radio show tonight here on Survivor Radio Christian Network after five long years being on the air. And we are going to miss SRCN. You know, and we just want to thank our mentor, Christina Lockett, for introducing us to SRCN. And we want to do a special thanks to our CEO, Clark Garrison, just for believing in us. Yes. And we will continue to pray for his healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Now, for more inspirations, you still can check out our Shout for Victory Facebook group page and our Cool and Priscilla Facebook page because those pages will stay up. Now, if you missed the broadcast last week, you can listen to the rebroadcast at www.shoutforvictory.org, Blog Talk Radio. 
Survival Radio Christian Network. And you can log on to that same website and you can listen to our past shows. And you will be inspired. And we love you all. We love you all. Praise God. Now, now remember, remember whatever you do for Christ, Christ will last. Now, now remember, remember you can shout for the victory and good night. night.